Welcome to another episode of Clue Interrogation. Tonight, we will be listening to the audio transcript, The Interrogation of Betty Marks. Starring Isabel Swafford as Betty Marks and Luke Hallam as Detective Chase. This episode is written by Chris Larcade and produced by Ella Claver. East Hampton Police Department. Date, April 27, 1968. Interrogation begins at 1 p.m. Interrogation ended at 4.45 p.m. Statement of Betty Marks, a.k.a. Unknown. I deeply apologize for the delay, Miss Marks. However, we have had several <coughs> developments since establishing this meeting with you today. That's good to hear. I hope that your department is getting closer to discovering who murdered the senator. I just hope that I can do something to help your investigation. I certainly hope you're right about that, Miss Marks. Let's begin, shall we? Certainly, Detective. What is your job title, Miss Marks? Secretary. How did you come to be employed by Senator Weldon? I went to the Catherine Gibbs School with a focus on becoming a secretarial assistant. What is the process for becoming a secretary? You just learn how to type, write shorthand, and make coffee? <laughs> Not quite, Detective. It's actually a little more complicated than that. I can imagine. Can you, Detective? I mean, is it really something that you think about? Well, um, I guess not, Miss Marks. I apologize if I caused any offense. I didn't mean anything, but... No one ever does, Detective. Well, at least the men don't ever take the time to consider the thought. I'm sure you never wonder who refills the coffee pot in the lounge, who keeps sorting out the mail and the paperwork... Who fields those pesky little phone calls that can cause you to waste time in your day? Who alphabetizes, cleans, maintains, and literally knows each of your kids' names all the way to their shoe size? Oh, and let's not forget that bratty niece and nephew. Who knows their birthdays, their school calendar, Timmy's ball schedule, the music Susie will be playing in the upcoming piano recital, and even their favorite box of cereal from the grocery store? Who is the one that has to remind you of your anniversary? What color tie to wear and what type of flowers to pick up on the way to the restaurant that you didn't even have time to make reservations for because you had something come up? <sighs> Who is that person? Well, at least you have one thing, right, Detective? What is that, Miss Marks? You can't even imagine all the things that we know and do. Frankly, because you and many more just like you are incapable. Miss Marks, I do believe that you are absolutely correct. As I said before, my apologies for not being more considerate. It is a shame that we... <coughs> I mean, I. I am not as appreciative of those things as I should be. Just curious, how did you know my niece and nephew's names, Miss Marks? Your secretary, Detective. Maxine told you all those things? <laughs> no, Detective. She didn't need to. Your wife called and left you a note to remind you because she knows how you get when you're on the case. Reading shorthand upside down is not as difficult as you would think. I hope they teach you that at detective school. And my anniversary, Miss Marks? How did you know I forgot this year? April 3rd. I mean, really, detective, you should never forget your anniversary. Maxine had written it on her calendar with a note of the arrangement and paper clipped to the side. Tulips are lovely, by the way, especially this time of year. Maxine and your wife, Pam, have great taste in floral arrangements. It appears I need to write a nice thank you card for Maxine when this is all over. Do you want me to make a note for you, Detective, so you remember for later? No, Miss Marks. I think you have given much reason to never forget again. Thank you. 
I admit that I'm amazed at how observant you are, Miss Marks. I take it this is part of the curriculum at Catherine Gibbs School? I wouldn't say that. Most of these skills come from experience, practice, or on-the-job training. Do they teach you how to manage your romantic and professional relationships at Catherine Gibbs School, or is that something you have to learn on the job as well? Oh, detective. I see that you are all caught up on the latest gossip. To answer your question, no, they do not. Fortunately for me, this has never been an issue. Really? It seems that... Not all things are as they may appear, detective. I was going to say, it seems that people close to Senator Weldon would disagree with that statement. Those people you speak of are not very bright from where I sit. Would you like to elaborate, Ms. Marks? Yes, I think I will. It's about time to say what needs to be said. I have never been in a romantic relationship with Senator Weldon. I have never been attracted to him in any way. Honestly, I know his type too well. Although he had all the things that most women would adore, the hair, the personality, the name, I have always felt that he was fake plastic, veneer, and a dummy to boot. Why Liz put up with Mark this long is a surprise to me. Well, not a surprise. I guess Liz was born for this role. But unfortunately, I don't think she ever realized its burden. What happened that night, Miss Marks? A party. A well-planned party. Unfortunately, the ending was anything but planned. What do you mean? The senator, Mark, wanted to have a small get-together with several Inner Circle members. The guest list included the most significant contributors to Mark's campaign, with the addition of his friend John Newman. Although Johnny doesn't contribute as much financially as the others, he does have quite the public appeal. Mark planned the meeting with Mr. Frank Costello last minute. Mark doesn't usually like being seen with Mr. Costello because of his former business dealings, so whatever drew the spider from out of the shadows must have been vital to them both. I thought you would know what they were discussing that night. Arranging this meeting was actually all Mark's idea for once. Quite surprised he was up to the task. That's probably why things didn't end so well. Miss Marks, you were certainly unfazed by the death of your boss, who you spent, I'm sure, a significant amount of time with. It's the job, detective. I may manage his schedule and his life, but that doesn't mean I have to care about it. Did you care when Mrs. Weldon confronted you about the alleged relationship with her husband? No. Not really. I expected she would make her gallant stand eventually. Liz is just lucky I didn't break her nose. If I hadn't been so concerned about the party, I would have probably been able to avoid the whole incident. Unfortunately, she had just enough liquid courage to make things interesting. What is something you do care about, Miss Marks? Johnny? Oh, Johnny Newman. The greatest actor of them all and much smarter than you would ever think. Are you being sarcastic, Miss Marks? Quite the contrary, actually. Johnny isn't who you believe him to be. I understand. Don't get me wrong. I see it. The charm, the smile, the innocent disposition. John Newman is... Your boyfriend? What do I look like to you? A little teeny bopper or something? Johnny is entertainment. That is his profession, playing a part in a much larger production. Let me guess. And he probably told you that he was the little tag-along all those years at Georgetown and Harvard. I bet he said that Mark was always the smart one, right? Yes, he did just that. Is that not the case? Johnny knew it all. He loved politics and would probably entertain the idea of being a politician himself one day. Mark was not the brains of anything. Mark did what people told him to do. What people? The party. The Democratic Party, of course. Mark Weldon was a paper pusher. A yes man. No more and no less. 
Mark needs Johnny not just for his public relations, but for his brains. Mark sent for Johnny last minute and needed him for some advice. Johnny is always looking for ways to network with powerful individuals, so he was happy to hop off the first flight into New York to show off those pearly whites. Does Johnny know your true feelings about him? I don't know. After all of this, I'm sure he will get the idea. If he was ever under the impression that- I believe that he does have feelings for you, Miss Marks. Well, then he wasn't as smart as I thought he was. Miss Marks, if you were not the woman who the senator was seeing, who was? That is for you to find out, detective. As I said, my focus is on the job, not the drama. Where did you go after you left the incident with Mrs. Weldon? I went downstairs. I was mad about my necklace. I had to make sure that everyone at the party was being attended to. Where was Johnny? He was there, at least for a little while. He tried bothering me at first, and then he left in a hurry. He seemed angry, but I didn't have time for him at that moment. I had to get back to try to clean up the mess that Liz had made. Did you see Johnny after Natasha screamed? No, I had to speak to the police. What about Natasha? Where was she? My goodness, Natasha is not worth the effort of trying to explain her actions. Being a former Soviet, she speaks horrible Russian. Like all things in the Weldon home, not all things are as they seem. That is all the questions I have at this time, Miss Marks. Oh, really? I hope that I was of assistance. <laughs> yes, you have certainly given me everything I need. I believe that I have enough to make my accusation. Thank you, and have a wonderful afternoon, Miss Marks. Thank you for listening to this episode of Clue Week Interrogations. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and ring that bell to receive notifications when a new episode is posted. This is a production of the Muldrow Communication Department.